Yo, what's up? Welcome to the Level Up with Leon podcast where I talk to you about fitness and self-improvement. My goal is to help you become your best self and look sexy while doing it. This is your one-stop shop to get educated, motivated, and sophisticated. So tune in and I might help you level up to who you want to be. All right, welcome back to another lit episode of the podcast. My name is Leon. I hope you are ready to absolutely smash this week out of the park on this beautiful Monday. I want to quickly thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in today. Now let's get into just what the hell I'm talking about today. But before I do, just a reminder that I don't run any ads on this podcast. So so the growth of it is reliant on word of mouth. If you enjoyed this episode today, please rate it five stars and share it with a friend or family member that could get some use from it as well. Thank you. So today I wanted to share some wisdom with y'all from my short but quite eventful 27 years of life. I've been through a lot of shit, okay, and I feel like some of the harshest lessons I've learned, although they've been some of the most painful, have also been some of the most useful and have stuck with me. Funny how that works, right? Painful memories tend to linger more than the good ones do. I've always wondered why that is, and I think that upon further analysis, it's because negative memories help us navigate the world more efficiently and safely. It's a protective mechanism with the hope of making you wise enough to avoid repeating the things that aren't serving you. Anyway, Today's episode is all about three harsh truths that I've learned in my 20s, which have helped shape who I am. Listening to these might let you revel in relatability for things you already know, or you might pick up something new that can give you a fresh perspective. This new perspective can help prevent a lot of unnecessary future pain caused by naivety. So, Without any further ado, let's delve into some wisdom this Monday morning. All right, so lesson number one. The person that's going to believe in myself enough to be successful is me and me only. This is a harsh lesson I've learned in various ways throughout my 20s. The journey to success as an entrepreneur is predominantly driven by oneself. People in your circle of friends and acquaintances may express their support, but often that's where it ends. Only a few will consistently back their support with action. This makes sense because when you're embarking on a business venture, your success or failure doesn't directly impact anyone else's life. It primarily affects you. Nevertheless, This realization has forced me to confront the truth that my reliance ultimately is on myself to make this work. I must be motivated by my own convictions, and these convictions must be robust enough to carry me through the tough times and sustain me throughout the long journey. If I were to give up during challenging periods, no one else would step in to do the work for me. No one would ensure the survival of my business. This isn't due to a lack of care, but because everyone else has their own lives to navigate and their own aspirations to chase. It would be arrogant of me to expect others to directly contribute 
to my business growth without a clear incentive for their time and effort. I've invested considerable time in deciphering the intricacies of running a personal training business, and this path has been marked by highs and lows. However, during the lows, I'm the only one who has lifted myself up and used those moments of difficulty to chart a better course ahead. My personal mantra, which I've shared with others and would ask about my purpose is, is, quote, you can't convince me that I can't succeed as a personal trainer. I won't accept it, end quote. The profound impact that fitness and self-improvement have had on my life is so significant that I believe people would be willing to pay a substantial sum to experience it. The caveat is that I need to prove to the world that I can excel in this field, and I've always maintained an unwavering faith in myself. If I remain committed, consistent, and continually educate myself, success will follow. No one else can match the level of belief I have in myself to an extent that it generates substantial actions towards my goals. Okay, so I'm in this with me, for me, and that's it. And that's okay, because all I need is me. Therefore, if you're striving towards something, whether it's similar to what I'm doing, such as starting a business or not, I recommend delving deep to uncover why it matters so much to you. Determine if you genuinely love what you're pursuing, because in my opinion, true passion is essential. When you're dedicating yourself to a goal and offering everything without immediate returns for an extended period, you must possess a genuine love or even obsession for your pursuits. Understand that you are the individual who cares most about your success, and that's okay. It doesn't signify that others are waiting for your failure. They simply don't have a personal stake in your success. Okay, so... I have many friends, I have family members, all of these people have expressed their support to me, they care about me, they want to see me win, but that doesn't mean that if I fail, that it's going to matter that much to them. And the reason why that is, is not because they wanted me to fail, but because at the end of the day, they became a part of my life, I mean, besides my family, they were there, you know, no matter what, but... My family stayed in my life and my friends have involved themselves in my life because of who I am as a person, not because of necessarily what I have or what I have accomplished. So either way, the people that care about you, yes, they will support you, but at the end of the day, chances are they're not going to rain hell upon you if you don't achieve your dreams. They may scold you for it. They may try to encourage you to get out of a hole that you're in when you're in it because they want to see you win. But at the end of the day, it's your choice whether or not you're going to do something about it. And they have no responsibility for that. And they're not going to really care what you do because at the end of the day, you're still their friend and your success does not determine the quality of a friendship if a friendship is something that you created when you were first starting out in trying to pursue whatever these dreams were. So I constantly remind myself that genuine success requires a long-term commitment, and I must sustain belief in myself throughout the extended period of delayed gratification. 
If you want to excel in something, you are the sole individual who can put in the effort to propel yourself there. Trust the process. Focus on each day and maintain your belief in yourself. The world is driven by those who persist despite not seeing immediate outcome from their endeavors. The objective isn't solely to win the game. It's to keep playing. Stay focused and don't fall for cheap distractions that are taking you off the path of greatness. So that quote that winning the game is not as important as playing the game continuously was huge for me. That took so much pressure and stress off my shoulders because it's not about winning today. It's about playing the game today. It's about playing the game again tomorrow, okay? That's what matters. And if you keep playing the game, the chances of you losing the game is going to decrease exponentially compared to if you quit the game or if you stop and start and stop and start, okay? So that's huge. It's important to just keep playing, all right? So hopefully that gave you some clarity and insight into what it takes to work towards being successful. I have a lot of work to do still on myself to be successful, but I'm having a clearer and clearer vision on what it takes to do so. Hey, I just wanted to take a moment to thank you so much for listening to this episode so far. I hope you're finding it insightful and helpful to you. I'd love to hear some of the harsh realities you've faced in your own life. There's nuggets of wisdom in everybody's story. So if you'd like to share yours, follow me on Instagram at levelupwithleon, spelled the same as this podcast, and I'd love to chat with you about it. I won't sell you anything, I promise, just genuine conversations. Thanks so much again for your support of the podcast. Now let's get back to the episode. All right, so number two, the second harsh lesson that I've learned in my 20s is boring is what makes me better, okay? When I embarked on my self-improvement journey, I didn't initially grasp how many content creators romanticize and idealize the concept of self-improvement. This tendency is so strong that if you're not careful, you might end up constructing an entire routine that revolves around avoiding the hard shit the demanding tasks you feel require a two-hour morning routine. It's the challenging work that you believe necessitates perfect circumstances to invest just 30 minutes of focused effort. It's the boring shit that, if you simply tackled from the start, could actually get completed. Saving countless hours otherwise spent seeking the, quote, perfect self-improvement routine or, quote, striving for ultimate zen or seeking alignment. In my view, these are all visually pleasing barriers that obstruct genuine progress, real actions that push me forward towards my objectives. Okay, so this has been a very tough one for me to grasp. This has been a very harsh lesson because it took me so long to figure out but yet it's so obvious. And I think that's just a really interesting realization to have so late because I feel like 
as as human beings, we desire comfort in many different ways. We want to be comfortable. We don't want to be pushed outside of our comfort zone. So many times I've noticed within myself that I am trying to look for ways to avoid what actually needs to be done. And I have so much more fun sometimes doing the things that aren't actually what I need to do. And and one of the biggest reasons why I feel that way is because some of the hardest parts of doing the hard shit is feeling like you're not doing your best job, feeling like your work isn't perfect, feeling like you don't really know what you're doing. That, to me, has always been the toughest reality to face. And so I found myself falling into various traps when I initially attempted self-improvement. Instead of doing the actual work, I would engage in all the activities I was told would aid me in doing the work. Another hurdle that I've struggled with is, quote, shiny object syndrome, end quote. Rather than persisting with a plan, even when it becomes monotonous and trusting the process, I'd catch myself trying to come up with the next groundbreaking idea or a cool project. This approach allowed me to act based on unfounded optimism. After indulging in the exciting initial steps of a project, I'd soon discover, oh wait, this is a lot harder than I thought. Consequently, I'd abandon the project either moving on to another shiny object or ideally taking a step back to genuinely decide what I want and then channeling all my time and energy into that one thing, persisting even when it becomes mundane or when I'm uncertain about my performance. Okay, so a big key that I've noticed in my life in terms of getting shit done is that even when you have doubts, you need to act anyway. Don't allow your ego and its fear of the unknown and fear of ignorance to stop you from trying, from doing the thing each and every day, no matter how you feel. Your input may be less or more depending on the day, but what matters is that there is input. That is the most important thing. And now that I've realized that for myself, again, it takes a lot of the pressure of perfection away from me because as long as I put in a little bit of input each day, I'm still playing the game and that's what matters. The revelation that I've had is that the boring shit is not only normal, but absolutely essential. By, quote, boring shit, I'm referring to the repetitive, routine, and unglamorous parts of striving for excellence. This encompasses constant learning through reading and listening or dedicating oneself to writing a book, as I've recently undertaken. These actions may not always carry the same allure as other distractions that hinder genuine progress. However, this reality lacks the appeal interest, and controversy of a routine involving waking up at 5 a.m., consuming a liter of water, engaging in an hour-long meditation session, taking a cold shower, adhering to a strict breakfast, having coffee, affirming oneself through journaling, going for a 30-minute sunlit walk, and finally sitting your ass down and working for an hour, when in reality, you could have been working for three hours had you started immediately. Such routines are often justifiable procrastination and mental indulgence. 
Meanwhile, there are people accomplishing more in a single morning than you do all week. Upon realizing this, I dramatically boosted my productivity by choosing to sit my ass down, confronting the discomfort of potential distractions, and simply getting started. So, actually, I just recently read this book all about being distracted called Indistractable by Nir Eyal. That's N-I-R-E-Y-A-L. Hopefully I pronounced that right. But in that book, he talked a lot about the idea of being distracted is not simply some sort of spontaneous mental event that is out of your control. It is instead actually a manifestation of the discomfort that you face doing a task. So if you can sit with yourself and discover why you are uncomfortable doing that task and address it, the chances are you'll be able to remain focused. So for example, if I'm trying to sit and write in my book or you know, do any kind of writing for anything, so there are some times where I feel like I'm getting distracted and I'm looking at my phone many times. And the reason for that is, is because I'm uncomfortable with the fact that I don't know what to write next right now. So if I can just sit and try to put something on the paper, just anything, the chances are that my thoughts will become more fluid as I just start writing. But if every time I sit there and get a thought train going, I just stop and look at my phone, it just disappears. And then I have to sit and then and then I just have to figure it out again. So the problem is, is that I struggle with the discomfort of not knowing what to write, the discomfort of thinking that I don't have anything of substance to write. And so if I can just prove to myself that I do by just sitting there for a bit and just typing whatever that I can think of, eventually I can start a more focused writing session. Have you been struggling to sit down and do the boring shit? Let me know what obstacles you're facing by shooting me a DM at Level Up with Liana on Instagram, and I'd be happy to have a conversation with you to help find you the path that you need to see to actually get shit done. If you're still tuned in, I want to thank you again very much for listening. Now, let's get into the last part of this episode. All right. Time for the third and final harsh reality that I faced in my 20s. Now, this is going to be a pretty deep one. So buckle your seatbelts. This is going to be a pretty deep rabbit hole that we're about to jump down. But here we go. The third one is my life is my responsibility and no one else's. For over two thirds of my relatively short life, I was the type to have what they call a quote victim mindset. Maybe you've heard of it. I used to wake up each day feeling sorry for myself and attributing my lack of physical activity and overall usefulness to a rough past that had mentally and emotionally devastated me. I believed I had every reason to lie down, relax, and seek serenity, given the chaotic life I had endured until around age 22 or so. And you know what? I was right. 
I did have valid reasons to seek tranquility after the turmoil I had painfully dragged myself through for years leading up to that point. Any empathetic person might agree after experiencing homelessness, a challenging and anxious childhood, alcohol abuse, and toxic relationships. Having a chance to unwind and find peace seems like a pretty good idea considering everything. However, while lying in bed, overweight and stoned as fuck, I knew deep down that if I wanted to progress beyond mere stability in my life, the responsibility fell squarely on me. My family isn't well off, and I do not have rich friends. No one is going to pull me out of bed and thrust me into the light of excellence. If I desired a better life, it rested entirely on my shoulders. No one is coming to rescue me. After debating with myself, I realized that the first and most apparent issue to address was my lack of physical fitness. So that's where I began. Okay, I looked in the mirror, and I'm like, what's the first thing that I could solve here? And I realized that it's probably the fact that I'm like 60 pounds overweight, and then I just went to a doctor's appointment like a week before that, and was told that I am obese. And for some reason, that word obese changed my life, okay? I could not tolerate being obese. That was unacceptable to me, and so that's where it began. This journey led me to a significant realization that I couldn't ignore. I recognized that the state of my life was entirely my responsibility. Every action, whether it could improve or worsen my life, hinged on my wisdom or my naivety. These are skills I have the ability to sharpen or rectify. From every setback in my life, I painstakingly extracted lessons, using them to become a better person. I celebrate my successes, yet I strive not to let arrogance creep into my intelligence and wisdom. I use my victories as opportunities to learn. How could I have handled things better? How can I be more efficient? This is all feasible because I've chosen keywords chosen to accept full responsibility. I take ownership of whatever role I play in any situation. This perspective has made my life more bearable and less miserable. I feel more in control of my destiny rather than a victim of random events that come my way. Everything that occurs can be a source of learning or improvement, or sometimes it's merely a circumstance to accept. Not every life occurrence serves as a lesson, but many do. I do struggle with this at times myself, as allowing things to simply be without overanalyzing is vital for enjoying life. Nonetheless, the harsh reality is that when life doesn't align with my desires or when I'm in a position of relative success but lack direction, the person to hold accountable is, in fact, the man in the mirror. No one else. Relying on others for your life's direction transforms you into their image, not your true self. Consider this. If you aren't them, you'll likely become whoever they want you to be, molded by their limitations, ignorance, or status, which can be stripped away when they move on from your life. By taking responsibility and learning from life's lessons, you gain wisdom that's impervious to being taken away. It serves as a lighthouse when you're lost at sea or a lifeline when you're at the mountain's peak needing 
grounding. Okay, so nobody can take away your skills. Nobody can take away your life experience. No one can take away your wisdom. Okay, no matter what happens to you in life, you can rely on those things to get you grounded and figure things out. Whatever happens to you, wherever you are, whatever situation you're in, you can depend on that. But if you put your life into others' hands, as soon as those hands slip away from underneath you, you're fucked. You're on your own and you have no experience really figuring that out for yourself. How to figure out your own life, how to make your own decisions, how to fully take responsibility for your life. Now, I'm not talking about in the sense of like, you know, you're moving on to your parents or something like that, okay? Even when we move away from our parents, it's easy to fall into the influence of other people and subconsciously allowing that influence to dictate the direction of our lives. If that's the case, it's not your own life. And and there's no way that something can be the most meaningful when it relies on somebody else. How can something be so meaningful to you if it relies on other people? So, nevertheless, this wisdom often comes at the cost of breaking down or fracturing my ego. Acknowledging that I don't possess all the answers and that I'm sometimes quite ignorant is uncomfortable and painful. Denying the truth and constructing a superficial life to protect the ego is easier. Primarily driven by narcissism and self-preservation, strives to have all the answers to ensure survival in the present environment. Admitting that I'm not secure due to my limited knowledge and experience is an ego-busting experience. It resists this truth. Flooding my mind with justifications and rationalizations formed hastily to adapt to the world in sudden moments. The subsequent analysis involves opening my eyes to my faults, misdeeds, and naivety. This process is uncomfortable yet incredibly productive, much like many endeavors that truly better us as human beings. Exercise provides another example. Painful productivity that dramatically enhances our lives in ways beyond simple comprehension. Therefore, I strongly recommend that if you sense a victim mindset creeping in, if you feel that life is happening to you rather than for you, take time to assess your life without the distortions of ego. Be honest about how you can improve your life or move to the next level. Often we know what needs to be done, but admitting that we lack a clear plan can be challenging. If you confront this honesty and bring it to the surface, you can then break down your goals into practical steps. You might need to learn more before progressing or seek assistance to start. The sooner you take responsibility for your life and accept that it is in your hands to either let it seep through your fingers or mold into something remarkable, the sooner you will find the path that is most meaningful for you. This process will be painful, sure, but it's much less than the pain you will internalize from being willfully blind. At least that's been my experience. Are you struggling to take responsibility for your life? What's holding you back? Can I help you in any way? Let me know by shooting me a DM on Instagram at Level Up with Leon, and I'd love to have a conversation about it. The sooner you can gain meaningful focus, the better. Thanks again for listening.
Well, that wraps things up for today, but I got a bunch more harsh lessons to talk about, so drop a great rating on the podcast if you want to hear more. Your support means everything to me. I hope this episode brought you some wisdom and insight into some of the realities in life that I've faced and that you may be facing as well. My goal is to help as many people as I can open their eyes to these profound realizations because discovering them can dramatically alter your life for better or worse, and those are things I feel like are worth hearing about. If you made it all the way to the end of today's episode, I'm sending you a huge hug right now. I hope you feel my appreciation. Thank you again. Now let's wrap this up. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Level Up with Leon podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today, don't forget to follow the podcast and turn on notifications so you never miss an episode. Your feedback means the world to me. So please take a moment to rate the podcast with five stars if it brought you value and share it with a friend or family member you think might feel the same. Do you want to hear me talk about a specific topic or have a burning question about fitness or self-improvement? I'd love to hear from you. Send in your request to Instagram at levelupwithleon and who knows, your idea might just become the next exciting episode on my show. For more valuable fitness and self-improvement content, be sure to follow me on Instagram and threads at levelupwithleon. It's about the same as this podcast. Let's build a strong and supportive community together. Join the Level Up Fitness Podcast Facebook group where like-minded individuals come together to uplift, motivate, achieve their fitness goals, and level up their lives. For my dedicated listeners, imagine achieving your fitness goals faster with minimal sacrifice and even getting advanced coaching for free by donating $100 or more to a friend or family member. Join my eight-week remote coaching for transformation and let's win together. Use my service, give feedback, leave a review if satisfied, that's all. Ready to start? Apply via the link in my bio for a limited spot and a success call. Don't miss this win-win-win opportunity. Struggling with your form on a certain exercise and you feel like you just can't figure out how to fix it? Send in your video to my Dropbox link in the description and get advanced form checks by me personally for free. Just title the video with your first name and IG handle so I know it's you. If my coaching helped at all, all I ask is that you let others know by sharing it on your social media. Level up your lifts and set your next PR. Please allow up to 48 hours response time. Remember, I'm here to support you on your fitness journey and together we'll level up our lives one step at a time. Thank you for being a part of this incredible community. Stay motivated, stay focused, and keep leveling up. It's back to the hustle for me. I'm out. But before I go, let me leave you with this quote yet again. The moment you take responsibility for everything in your life is the moment you can change anything in your life. Hal Elrod. See you next time.